OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash wallstreet. Today on Watching Your Wealth, we'll give you tips for multi-generational family travel. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Misty Bellis is a travel expert with luxury travel agency Virtuoso. Welcome, Misty. Hello. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you. So first, tell us about this trend. How come multi-generational travel is becoming more popular? Well, we've seen multi-generational travel continue to become more and more popular over the past five years. And the reason for that is people are, are of the mindset that they want to experience all they possibly can with the people they love. They're no longer in this um, uh, luxury goods accumulation mode. They really want to accumulate experiences. And what better way to do it than with your children and with your grandchildren? I love that. So let's have some fun. What are some of the top destinations people are looking at? Well, it depends on how adventurous they're feeling. <laughs> you know, the, the tried and true favorite destinations are Italy, Mexico, Hawaii, Orlando, England. So some of the, the more um, frequented destinations. But then you have people who are looking to go a little bit further flung. In fact, last year we had people asking about Mongolia for their famous wow. travel. How amazing is that? That would be quite a memorable experience. Mongolia, also on your list, Antarctica, I saw. Yes, exactly. Croatia, Iceland. Some of these destinations that are a little bit more adventurous. And one of the reasons they're so good for multi-generational travel and family travel is that they have so many activities that are just part of that destination. So you can really experience it to its fullest. Neat. And, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we can go right into that. What are some of the activities people you're seeing people do? Well, you know, again, it's going to depend on the destination, but people no longer want to sit still and see a destination. They really want to experience it. So whether it's some sort of local cultural immersion, whether it's learning a language, whether it's learning to cook the local cuisine, whether it's doing something more like trekking and hiking, it really can be tailored to whatever it is you want. But the the point is really that people are looking for this very genuine connection to the destination and looking to share that with the people they love. Sounds so much fun. Now, give us some tips, because I would imagine it would be a bit challenging to uh, create a trip that everyone in the family is okay with, not the little kids aren't bored with, for example. So how do we do this? You know, it uh, it is a little bit more challenging, but so much uh, so worthwhile. The first thing you want to do is look at the budget, of course, how much you want to spend, and then figure out who's paying for what aspect of it, and then adhere to that budget. That's a big piece of it because when people get in the moment, they start to spend more, and mm-hmm. then uh, sometimes regret it when they get home a little bit later. So that's the first thing you want to do. Then you want to really almost interview everybody who is. Um, 
participating in the trip and find out what exactly they want to get out of it. You know, what, what are their goals? What are they hoping to achieve? What are they hoping to see and do? What are some of the must-haves and what are the things that are sort of nice to have or could slide? And then look for a destination that is going to appeal to people on different levels. You want a good mix of activities, but not so many activities that people feel overwhelmed. You want one that's going to be scenically beautiful, but then also, um, you know, again, just offer enough uh, activities at different levels for different age groups. Because in some situations, you have people in their 70s traveling with infants and toddlers. So that is a big, uh, big uh, age range to span. Indeed. Do you think your family should go to the same place every year to create a tradition? Or what's your view on that? You know, it really depends on your family, of course. Uh, There are some who love to go back to a place that has a special meaning to them. But then you also have families who sort of do the same time next year idea, where they they pick a time of year that they where they they want to travel. They'll vary the destination, but sort of have a a similar type uh, experience. Same people, same time of year, maybe similar accommodations, whether that's renting a home or a villa or, you know, going to a beach, going to the mountains whatever it might be. So there's a, a common a commonality there, but not necessarily the exact same destination year after year. Got it. Now, you mentioned budget before. I'm curious, who pays for what, especially if it's the grandparents traveling with the grandkids? Should the grandparents just assume they're footing the bill for the, the vacation? Well, I don't think there should be an assumption there. What we generally see is that pre-retirement, uh, people are really more sort of paying their own way. Once uh, the grandparents get really into their retirement years, then you're seeing where it's more and more common for the patriarch and the matriarch of the family to cover the cost. But to avoid awkward situations, that conversation really needs to be had up front. That's a good point. You ha- maybe have it ahead of the trip so nobody is surprised or taken off guard or no bad feelings uh, happen because of that. Exactly, exactly. That is not the, that is not the lasting memory you want from that trip. <laughs> not, at all, not at all. These are great tips. Thank you so much, Misty. Certainly. And would you stick around and take our fun travel quiz? I would be happy to. All right. Thanks. And you stick around too. Hi, this is Jason Gay, sports writer at the Wall Street Journal, and I have a podcast called Free For All. And guess what? It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some real estate, some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. It's the Free For All. Become a subscriber on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Now it's time for travel expert Misty Bells to take our fun travel quiz. Misty, are you ready? I am. All right, what's the best travel advice you've ever heard? Well, the best travel advice I've had is look at your travel planning the way you look at your financial planning and set a long-term strategy with a professional advisor. And at Virtuoso, we call it return on life travel planning. And it's a way to look at your travel planning 5, 10, 15 years out. Because as a parent, I can tell you someone once told me, you only have 18 summers. And so um, that really resonated. You want to make the most of that time. So so set a long-term strategy to make sure you see and do everything you want, especially with your kids. Worst travel advice you ever heard? 
Oh, well, the worst travel advice was, sure, 35 minutes is plenty of time to connect at (laughs) O'Hare. Oh, no, we all know that's really bad advice. Um, Or Atlanta or even New York, LaGuardia. Exactly, Um, any of those places. Any of those places. Um, Fill in the blank. Money can buy. Oh, well, money can buy lots of things. It's going to buy you security, peace of mind. Um, It really can set you on the path you want to take with your family. Neat. And travel can buy. Well, you know, for for travel, um, you know, you, you can't get more time with the people that you love, so make the most of that time. But more importantly, no matter how much money you have, you can't VIP yourself. Very true. Now, if you want a million dollars after tax, where would you travel to? Well, I can tell you, I would set up a long-term travel fund, and my ultimate dream is to take a year-long sabbatical with my family to just travel the world for an entire year and let that be their education. That sounds incredible. I hope you get to do that. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much again for joining us, Misty. Thank you. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, the production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.